that's followed it. And um, this this picture, the, let's go to the next slide there. Uh, as we see Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. There's a song that says, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day. When we think about the cross, um, I think I need to take us a little bit uh, further, much, much further than what we have been thinking in the past. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, go to uh, this whole idea then. Romans, we'll be in Romans though, and it reads as follows. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. For sin indeed had, was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was the type of one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one, one man, Jesus Christ, abound for many. Amen. It goes on. And the free gift is not like the results of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses, trespasses brought justification. For if by cause, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more, underline your Bibles and everything else, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, in lieu of all that has been said, therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Death is inevitable. Unless God intervenes, there's nothing to prevent it from happening. What does death mean? The simplest way of explaining it is that it is a state of permanent separation and punishment applied to the offspring of Adam. There is no reversal because it is the penalty for uh, sinning against the holy and righteous God. That's why when you talk about retribution, we are not as believers we are not, to, as far as retribution, we should never do that. Only God gives retribution as well as the authorities that he gives. is a, a punishment 
there's irreversible retribution. And praise God that Jesus Christ died. And before we go on, I just want to say this, lest I forget. Where we're going in this direction, we're going to go past grammar school and high school and get into the college level. Because it's important for us to think well. Um, we talk about uh, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and folks, uh, some cry and all these other things. But we want to do a deeper analysis of this thing. And some questions to be asked. Okay, with that said, let's go to our next slide. Crucifixion is a method of capital punishment in which the victim is tied or nailed to a large wooden cross or beam and left to hang until eventual death. But God, I just thought I'd put that just in case we might miss it. I just want to make it a little bit larger there. But God, God our Father redefined the significance of the cross and put an end to the power and penalty of sin, ushering in a new relationship with him through the blood of Christ. You know, we ask the question, uh, you know, wh why the cross? You know, uh, when we, we think about that, you know, why? Out of, couldn't Jesus Christ have died and shed his blood? Why the cross? Everything God does, nothing by accident. No plan, nothing exists without a purpose and a plan. Why the cross? Well, good, then let's go forward. And let's kind of keep that in mind. God's complete satisfaction and forgiveness for our sins depended on Christ's death. There was no other way to accomplish the divine counsel's purpose and plan. The cross was the melting and molding place where God our Father put the worst sin and the best Christ together. It, is cha it changed the meaning of the significance of the cross. Retribution to redemption. Rejection to reception. Ruin to renewal. When you say at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light, Yes, God used the cross, but it's a person on the cross. People are carrying, wearing, wearing crosses around their neck and everything else and do not understand the significance. It's the person who was on the cross, who's not on the cross anymore. It was Jesus on that cross. And God wanted us to understand that there was a significance to why he had to go to that cross. And here's one of the reasons, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but why Satan, that little flimsy test that he gave Jesus, although it was a real test per se, but nothing that, that uh, Satan tried to accomplish, Jesus couldn't do it or we would not be saved. Jesus had to get to the cross. They tried to push him over the, over the side, but he had to get to the cross. And so what did he do? He walked right back through the crowd. They tried to do many ways to, to try to get him out of the way, but no, he had to get to the cross for us because that's where God's finished plan for us forever at the cross, at the cross. Are you with me so far? Good. Then let's go on a little deeper on the college level instead of grammar school and everything else. Thinking it through, as we take a closer uh, look, uh, closer a closer look at the cross, it, it uh, displays the crisis and the cure. There are three things we need to consider carefully. Here's our outline. The problem, verses 12 to 14. The provision, verses 15 to 17. And the product, 
Here's a timeless principle. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before the Lord. Whatever God does, when he saved you, it's forever. Don't ever question your salvation. Whatever God does, it is forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be taken away from it. When you are a child of God, it's like a baby been born. You can't push the child back in the womb because he's acting crazy. No, that baby is in a new world, and we are too, because of that cause of Calvary. Amen? Well, then let's go forward. First, let's deal with the problem, verses 12 to 14. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. Sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Go on. Yet, verse 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. Adam did it from, basically, the Stein record. Adam did it from preference. God told him, and nobody, the devil didn't make him do it. He did it because he wanted to. Okay. The others, because of sin, they're doing it because it's very, their very nature. Adam didn't do it because of his nature, you see. But the people now, they're doing it out of the very sin nature. And it's a, if it's against the sin nature, sin will be dealt with forever. God has to deal with it. Retribution has to happen. The interest of sin, a, spiritually, a spiritual uh, entity hostile to God that penetrates the heart and man of man. This became a spiritual disease of the heart, soul, and mind that could not be reversed by any human effort. So all of these other religions and all the things, all of our works of righteousness as far as God's concerned is as filthy rags because it won't deal with the sin that have challenged the holiness of God. And when it, get this now, whenever you offend a person, then you have to, they have to forgive you. If they forgive you, they absorb everything that you have done. And that's why they say, I forgive, not I'm sorry. No, no, I forgive you. And when you say I forgive you, you mean that means whatever you've done is taken care of. And God is saying there's nothing that the world can do for me to pay for it on my end. God, if he was going to forgive, had to pay for it. You hear what I'm saying? Man, man's going to pay up from, from the retribution position, but in, for restitution, then it has to be God had to do something. And that's why Calvary, that's why we think that, not think, that's why we know that Calvary is so important. It's what God did after what man had done. Man sinned against God, and for him to forgive us, he had to pay for it, for, us, for him to say, I forgive you. The effect and the impact of sin became a generational entity. The eventual spread, all have sinned. Every human being possessed the spiritual DNA of sin. A newly born uh, babe, that child is born with the DNA 
of sin. You may not see it now, but hey, uh, the child is prone to do the wrong thing before they do the right thing. They start off and they even learn how to teach them how to talk and everything else. That's why I said, no. And you tell them not to step over the line. They look at you and then step over the line. It's in their nature. And guess what? Believers are doing it even today as believers. God tells us to do something and that old man tells you to not to do it or tell you to do it and you disobey God. Children, when you say, well, why did you do it? They have a common language, language upon it with the children. Here's one of them. It's a sign language. I don't know, you know. Uh, and they know they, 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 they sin. I, I saw on YouTube where the um, mother was, was uh, scolding the child. And, and the, the child ate up all of the, the candy and had some of it in her hand. And the mother said, did you eat the candy? You know what that child did? That child played like she was going to sleep on a, a standing against the wall. And mother said, don't. I said, didn't you eat the candy? She played like she was asleep. She forgot that you will be sleeping. You're going to be, need to be laying down. It's amazing, though, about sin. Sin, sin takes its root in our very nature. Oh, God, there's no way of washing away except at the cross. Amen? Well, observation. Sin has never been an accident, but an occasion when an individual acts contrary to the word of God. Oh, Satan gets you, gets you to probably think about it, look at it. But when you do it, then it's not Satan's fault. And it's not God's fault. It was a decision of your will that God had given you to make a choice of turning to him or turning to sin. That's why we are to confess before we take communion. We confess our sins. Okay. All right, I think you got the idea. Let's move on. The provision, verse 15 through 18. As we look at the provision, it says, but the free gift is not like the, uh, the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more had the grace of God and the free gift by grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abound for many. The free gift is not like the results of that one man's sin, but the judgment of the following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, for if because of one man's uh, trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more were those who received the abundance of grace and the Free gift. You see the repetitiveness of the word free gift, free gift, free gift. God going to give us a gift that we get saved. Isn't that something? <laughs> uh, free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Well, with that said, it was a divine necessity for Christ to go to the cross. He bore two important items that left no room for error. Number one, total destruction of sin, influence, penalty, impact, and eventual presence of sin. Those three things. When you were saved from our sins, first, the, we had to come out of the penal court where God, by his grace, had forgiven us. Second, now that we, we still have our sin nature, 
but that sin does not have any power over us. We can always say no. Why? Because we, we have been uh, 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 exonerated from, from sin because of this. And then from the very presence of sin, praise God, that's on its way. Hold on. It's on, on its way. When death and sin and all of this will be forever in the lake of fire. But until then, sin have lost its bite. Unless you take a bite, then that's when it happens to you. That's what James says. Until you look and then when you took sin in and then it grows and then it'll turn around and kill you. It won't affect your salvation, but it'll shut down everything that God wanted to do in and through your life and others who would have been blessed by it. Jesus had to go to the cross of Calvary because of sin. Um, see, on the cross, when, when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, you see, that wouldn't have been satisfied if Jesus Christ did all the things that Satan said. And, and then he says, uh, prove yourself, prove yourself. Who was Jesus Christ trying to prove himself to? The person who's going to toss in the lake of fire? <laughs> that was a laugh, you see? No, Jesus was on his way to Calvary. So that so when we look at the the uh, on the mount of, uh, that mount where he was uh, tempted, then we see now the faithfulness of Christ, uh, the foresight of Christ, the power of Christ. You see how the powerlessness of Satan, and, and Jesus Christ said, "Now you hang with me, <laughs> you'll be doing all of those things when you hang with me." And I sent the Holy Spirit to be your direction. Oh, praise the Lord! But first. I have some. I have a. I have a job to do. I need to get to the cross. I need to get to one of the worst method of, of murder, the cross. I need to be lifted up so everybody can see it. I have got to get to the cross. But when I go to the cross, I'm gonna nail sin with me. Oh, I'm gonna be nailed for the sins, but I'm gonna nail sin with me, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Sin don't have to uh, uh, put you down or make you feel guilty anymore. You got the idea? That's one snapshot. And the next one is total deliverance through Jesus' blood offering for the redemption of man. What we have, and this is all, this is all in the verse, the amazing grace of God. God's grace. Something for nothing. Then after he said it, to show you how much he, when he paid, notice what he did. Um, I'll know what you would do something if you forgive the person like this. But first, it's by grace. Then give a gift to the person who, who offended you. And the Lord says, and here we have the, the free gift mentioned five times in these verses. Justification, spiritual clemency of the offense says, I'll never look as far as the east is from the west. So if I, I've separated your, your sins, see. And so I said, listen carefully. You'll never have to worry about that again. Justification. Righteousness. That's a new standing. You put, you put on some new clothing now. Given in exchange for our sins. And Jesus became sin for us who knew no sin. See, that we may become the righteousness of God. And so the, at the cross of Calvary, that's so important. I should have put point three. Um, uh, let me just put my point three. It's not on, on the list here. That is the reason that Jesus Christ 
had to get to the cross was not only because of uh, of man's sin and uh, and to deal with that and the fact that we need to be forgiven but the whole idea of and that deliverance but also get this now god being satisfied on the cross he could not help us on the other side of the cross if he was not satisfied on the first part on the front front part of the cross and so it says and god laid upon him the iniquity of us all jesus christ had to get to the cross because he had to take it all jesus carried with him those 33 years three heavy packages one the sins of the whole world two the whole idea of delivering us from that sin and three the restoration and satisfaction or they call the appeasement of god as a result of it oh he had to get to the cross the cross where i first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away it was there at that cross that we find that jesus christ that's why at the, his last things he was doing, he was given away. He gave away his mother to John, take care of my mother. He was given away he, his, his last pardon. Uh, and that was to the thief on the cross. Surely you will be with me in paradise. He was knelling his victory ahead of time. He to be with me in paradise, not in hell, in paradise with me. I'm getting past this cross. So hang with me. We're going to get there. Oh, he had to get to the cross, saying to God. And that's why that when they said on Palm Sunday, um, the high, whole idea of, um, let's, let's see, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. The, 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 the Jews were saying, deliver us, deliver now, deliver now, deliver now. But they expected to be delivered from the Romans. Oh, but Jesus had a bigger plan. And the Jesus' plan was to deliver them once and for all in the right standing with God and give them eternal life. Even if they misunderstood, even if they were the part of the crucifixion, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I had to get to the cross. I had to do those three things. I had to take the sin. I had to be in a position of forgiving. I had to please you. I needed to get to the cross. Because it's not the cross. It's the person on the cross that makes the difference. One downward part of the cross is God's, is, is God's grace. The cross, the, the, uh, the, the cross with the, the uh, horizontal part of the cross is the fact that it's paid for through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All the cross takes on a different significance. And I trust it will take on a different significance to you as we look at Calvary. Amen. It was at the cross the place for the provision, the pardon, the purification, the power, position. We were, we're adopted citizens and joint heirs with Christ. It all happened at the cross. And so God, all of everything that we need, God made it ready at the cross. All the pardon, God made it ready. The purification, I praise the Lord, we didn't have to do what the Jews had to do for purification. Wow. Uh, I said, praise the Lord, Jesus Christ, he, he did it once and for all. 
once and for all. Power, you don't, they, they use the word, Greek word as dunamis. <laughs> that, that position of power. It's not that we have the power, but it's be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's why uh, you can see, uh, uh, I, yeah, okay, I'll use the word in a way. You will see a midget in, dressed in a, a police uniform and he's standing in the middle of the traffic and he says, stop. And you decide to move on and he, and he pulls you over. You're pulled over later on and he says, get out of the car. And you look and you look over and you look at the short guy and you start laughing. I'm not getting out of this car. And he's saying, at first he tried to explain, listen, you see what I got on? I'm the police. Get out of the car. Now, if you don't get out of the car, then he pulls out, he might pull out a pistol. Now, all of that is due to mass. That's power. See, and it's not because of his height, not because of his word, but because of his position. We have a power that when Satan tempts us, we can resist him, draw near to God. He'll draw near to us. And then that's the formula. Resist the devil. And not he will not walk away from you. He will, with his Air Jordans, run away from you. It's because of the cross of Calvary. And that's what this whole idea of Easter and looking at what Jesus Christ had to, had to go through, Christ had to go through, through this whole thing. Amen. The whole rugged cross had a defined and radical makeover for those who believed. It took on new meaning. 1 Corinthians 2.6. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Oh, wait a minute. It didn't say for his glory. For our glory. And uh, it says, none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Or if they wanted to thwart the plan, don't crucify him. Don't kill him. Oh, you can beat them and everything else, don't kill them. Give them the stripes and everything else, don't kill them. But oh, you went on and you're going to get rid of them and you nailed them to the cross. But guess what, saints? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus Christ's death, uh, and understand it's his death that made the difference. Jesus Christ knows out of the seven last words, the last word that he said sold the whole thing up. In thy hands, I commit my spirit. Wait a minute. Here's the thing that sealed it. He had to get to the cross. He had to have God's judgment put upon him. Man had to reject him. All the sin on him. All of this. But the one thing that he had to do was to die. And how he died. Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. I brought the packages to the cross. And I, I finished it. I finished now. Telestai. And now I commit my spirit. There's some lessons to be learned. That'll be a whole new sermon, but there's lessons to be learned 
as the Lord talks about this poet, we talk about this whole idea of this picture on the cross of Calvary. Let us know. You can see the depth of God's love, the height of God's love. Oh, but I said the third thing. Well, I won't hold you up because I've come up with our, our third point then. Um, it should be coming up in um, the product, verse 18, 19. Now, when we look at the product, it says, therefore, in lieu of all that has been said, as one trespass has led to condemnation for all men, one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. So let's look at the contrast. The contrast results in condemnation. Then turn look at righteousness led to justification and life for all men. The contrast, disobedience produces a human race of sinners. With correction through Christ, obedience, many were made righteous. Christ's obedience is also a part of our DNA. God will not tolerate disobedience from his children. And those whom he loves, he will chastise. Okay? Um, and so I think it's important that we keep that in mind. We're responsible for hearing, receiving, and applying the word of God in every aspect of our lives. If the grace of God, the cross, was a defining place and moment where God established and confirmed our irreversible relationship with him through the sacrifice of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. That's why the world needs to hear this. The world needs to respond to this. I was look on, looking at this and we wrap things up, but I was uh, I listened to other ministers who were talking about uh, the end times and how many wars uh, that uh, had taken place uh, in the past few years. You wouldn't believe it, so you look it up in uh, the Wikipedia yourself. 10,000 conflicts and wars are going on. We only hear about what's going on uh, with, uh, with Russia and the Ukraine. And we hear about Israel, 10,000 of these things are going on in the world right now. Then it talks about plagues, the number of plagues that, is, that has hit uh, our world is overwhelming. Famine, when it comes down to all of these things, the signs are there. Forget about the good old days. Those good old days are gone. And Jesus Christ is coming soon. And we need to have our hearts and mind tied into him. Remember, the cross is there on our behalf. Let's live like we receive it and live by it, the cross of Calvary. We're on the other side of that cross. We don't have to look back other than uh, out of thankfulness. We will look forward toward God's coming uh, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming for his saints. And uh, I praise the Lord that it's going to happen soon. It can even happen today. Look for it, saints. <laughs> don't be prayerless and don't be thankless and don't be uh, this, uh, forgetful of what God's getting ready to do here. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, I just pray right now for those under the sound of my voice. 
there might be one who um, have not reaped the benefit of the cross of Calvary. The fact that they need to acknowledge that you died, your God, coming in the flesh, died on the cross of Calvary, buried and rose again. They had to admit that they're sinners and they had to ask Lord for you to forgive them and accept Jesus Christ as Lord. I pray that they'll do just that. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the saints. Help us Lord to uh, look at the cross from a different perspective. The three things that Jesus Christ had to take to that cross, he had to do it in order for us to be forgiven, for us to get gifts and, and, uh, and sin dealt with. And lastly, to appease, to satisfy you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done and you're still doing right at the Father's side on intercession for us. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, come to the altar is our song. Three and two.
to our announcements uh, for uh, this Sunday. And as we uh, look at our announcements, of course, Sunday School Soul Food, uh, Sunday School, the theme for 2023, Standing Together in Prayer. This month, our focus is understanding the problem of prayerlessness. Join us for Sunday School from 10 uh, to 1045 as we dig into God's word. I think that is so, so important. But let's go back there, uh, Roland. Um, so we finish the whole thing. Let's go back to slide. Okay. Uh, I think it's God's word. So join us Sunday school from 10, 10, 4, 5 as we dig into God's word. 